Shulchan Arachadav, we are in Simen Shin Ches, in the middle of Halacha Tezayin, section 308. We are in the middle of learning the 16th Halacha. We learned in this Halacha that a Klisha Melachte Laheter, which is a uh, utensil that is used for a permitted activity, something that can, is allowed to be done on Shabbos, for example, a cup or a bowl, uh, it is allowed to be moved not just uh, for a permitted purpose or because one needs its place, but even for the sake of the utensil itself, for example, you want to make sure it won't break or it won't get stolen from where it is. Uh, and you want to put it, you want to hide it. So uh, you're allowed to do so or to move it out of the, uh, out of the sun, put it into the, into the shade so it won't break. Now the question is, can you move this uh, example cup? Again, a clean this uh, utensil that is used for a permitted activity. Can you move it for absolutely no reason? Continues the It is, however, forbidden to move any utensil, even if it is used for a permitted activity for no reason at all. We should point out that, as it says in Halacha Yudches, the 18th Halacha, you are allowed to move such a utensil to have it on hand later on Shabbos even though he has no specific need for it at the moment. But, as al Rebbe said in the Allah, for no reason at all, it is not allowed to be moved. That there, there's no kli, there's no utensil that just can be moved for absolutely no reason. Why? This prohibition has a scriptural source. And here's the explanation. In the era of Nehemiah, the son of Chachalia, who together with Ezra, Hasefer, the scribe, led the Jewish people to return to Zion at the beginning of the era of the second Besamigdash, the second holy temple. So during that time period, the people were treating the Shabbos prohibitions lightly. Um, at that time, when, when the Jews returned to Zion, their level of Torah observance was very low. Many uh, Jews had intermarried and few were learned in the Torah. Hence, it was necessary to institute safeguards to ensure that people would not transgress and to encourage increased observance in many areas. Um, now, how do we know that the people were treating Shabbos, the, the prohibitions of Shabbos, lightly? It says in Nehemiah, as it's written in Nehemiah chapter 13, 15th verse, it says, In those days I saw in Judah people treating, excuse me, people treading grapes in wine presses on Shabbos and bringing in stacks of grain. Sages therefore created a safeguard and a fence to protect the prohibition against transferring articles from one domain to another, decreeing that it is forbidden to move any utensils, even those used for a permitted activity and even for the sake of the activity. They are designated for, with the exception of cups, bowls, a knife, and other similar articles that are fundamentally necessary for the Shabbos meals. And then the following happened. Afterwards, when the sages saw that the people were beginning to be somewhat more scrupulous, more careful in their observance of the Shabbos prohibitions, 
they permitted any utensil that is used for a permitted activity to be moved so that it may be used for a permitted purpose or because one needs its place. Later, when they saw that the people were becoming even more scrupulous in their shop's observance, the sages allowed any utensil that is used for a permitted activity to be moved for the sake of the utensil itself. In other words, uh, so that it not be in danger of breaking or being um, stolen. Nevertheless, the Rebbe concludes the halacha, the sages never brought to a vote uh, the release of the prohibition against moving a utensil for no purpose at all, and thus the prohibition established by the sages in the days of Nehemiah ben Chachalia remained in place. Uh, when the sages imposed the prohibitive decree on the Jewish people, they did so by convening a rabbinical court, which voted upon whether or not the decree should be enacted. Such decrees cannot be rescinded unless a rabbinic court that surpasses the original uh, rabbinic court in wisdom and in the number of judges who adhere to its rulings vote to rescind it. So the high court voted to rescind the first two points mentioned above by the Alter Rebbe, but did not vote on the last point. Now it's true that the Ramam writes that when a decree is instituted as a safeguard for a scripture's prohibition, it may never be rescinded. Nonetheless, Achsam Sefer explains that this stringency applies only when the rationale for which the safeguard was, was originally instituted is still relevant. If, however, the rationale is nullified, a rabbinic court that is of greater stature than the rabbinic court which instituted the decree may nullify it. In this instance, since the Jews began observing the Shabbos laws more carefully, it was possible to rescind certain dimensions of the restrictive decree. Today, we explained why uh, kalim, vessels, utensils, may not be moved for absolutely no reason at all on Shabbos.